Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the podcast. Before we get into it today, please make sure that you take a quick second to follow me on Instagram at Felix.Levine if you haven't done so, and to subscribe to the YouTube channel you can find by searching my name, Felix Levine, on YouTube. There you'll find every episode in its full video version as well as smaller clips and highlights from those episodes. Also, if you're listening to this right now, please just take a quick second to rate and review the show five stars on Apple's podcast app. That would go a long way. I also want to give a big shout out to my sponsor, U.S. Wellness Meats. All of U.S. Wellness Meats' beef, lamb, bison, and dairy products are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. They also offer pasture-raised heritage pork, free-range poultry, and wild-caught seafood. They specialize in a variety of special diets and have hundreds of paleo, keto, Whole30, sugar-free, and AIP friendly options. U.S. Wellness Meats is over 400 all-natural whole foods in their online store at uswellnessmeats.com. And all of their foods are raised on family farms dedicated to sustainable and ethical principles. They do not use any pesticides, herbicides, antibiotics, growth hormones, or GMOs. U.S. Wellness Meats ships anywhere in the country for only $9.50 for shipping and handling. And most orders are delivered within 24 to 48 hours of leaving their facilities. Use promo code PODCAST and you'll receive 15% off store-wide savings at uswellnessmeats.com. Again, go to uswellnessmeats.com, use that promo code PODCAST, and you'll get 15% off store-wide savings. And my guest today. We actually went to the same high school, and now he's become one of the hottest rappers in the game today. Please welcome the ever-talented Jay Critch. And we're live. Jay, live. Jay Critch Hood Fate. Yeah. In the building, in the flesh, man. How you doing? I'm good, bro. How are you? I'm good. It's uh I'm happy to to, to finally have you here. Facts. Um you're in you're delayed a little bit in Florida. Looked yeah. like you had a, a decent time. But uh back in uh, BK. Back here, man. Is there a little uh, little something that the world doesn't know about uh the hood's favorite? Something the world doesn't know. A little fun fact for the world. Um uh, in my free time, in my free time, almost all I do is watch like mafia movies and old like just old gangster movies and shit. But I love that's that's like a fun fact. I don't really know what else, you know. I saw you uh, you were on uh, Cipher Sounds's uh, show, and I think you had talked about the the mafia movies. Um, do you by any chance know John A. Light? Is that, is that John A. Light? You know John Gotti? Yeah. So John A. Light was his right hand man, his hitman. Mm-hmm. Um, I happened to do a show with John A. Light, and I have I've had him on my show as well. But um, I didn't know if you were uh, familiar with that hitman. That's fine. I got to tune in. I you got to tune, tune in. in. Or he we record here if you ever want to hop on that and meet some some former mobsters. Definitely. But uh, I want to kind of take you back in a, in a chronological sense. Uh, a young Jay Critch. At that time, you're you're Jason Critchlow. Yeah. Are you going by Jay Critch from an early age? I'm just going by Jay at this time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what was, was there? I mean, your whole life, did you know you were gonna go into the rap game? Was that the dream? Um, I, I kind of always knew, like from when I was young, like I knew that's what I wanted to do, but I just didn't know, like how realistic or like you know how it was gonna happen really. But I just was kept 
like working at it. And I just always kept it as a thing I was doing, like whether I was gonna make it my main focus or not, I was just always doing it. Like. And what, I mean, what was the first age that you were able to, you know, get in front of a mic and start rapping and, and feel like this is the direction I need to go? I was probably like 15. I made a, I made a song called, I made a song called Mozzie with, um, with my boy Sparks. He had like a studio in Brooklyn in Flatbush. I used to go over there and record. It's like a basement studio, fire. And then we used to just cook up everything in there. And then once I, but once I made this one song, Mozzie in particular, like, that was like the first one, like all my friends was really playing around me and my neighborhood is playing in, like that's what really, like everybody started telling me to keep making songs and stuff. And that's when I just really started going harder. Now, the other thing that, that I told you when, when you walked in is, um, so we both, for people out there, we both went to the same high school, Beacon High School. Shout mm -hmm. out to Beacon. Shout out Beacon, man. Um, were you were you making music uh, in the beginning of Beacon? I know th towards the end, definitely, but you know from your freshman year on, were you? In the beginning, you... uh, uh, I think in the beginning I had tracks, but I wasn't like I don't think I was dropping any music on SoundCloud and stuff. Actually, no, nah, freshman year I was, I definitely was. I had I had like a, a old track with Rowdy Rebel out, and uh, some a couple other songs, but I was just dropping on like SoundCloud. They wasn't really getting any plays or anything. And then what was what was like the big break you felt like? Um, the first song I had with with streams was that Mozzie song I said that that one had hit like fifty k on SoundCloud. That's when I started peeping like okay, it's going up a little bit. Fifty k what? Fifty k was like a million to me at that time. And then and then after that I did a video called Take Some, and that one really went up like in my neighborhood too. That one really went up. And then even in like my school and beginning and stuff, people start, you know, getting in tune, so that shit, like, pushed me more. With the with the Mozzie song, how old, what, what year of, of high school was that? That was, like, sophomore year. And then, was there any, uh, I mean, were you, you know, doing school at the same time or mostly just focusing on music and... Honestly, I was, like, I was overwhelmed with this shit in Beacon. <laughs> it's a lot of homework. Yeah, that shit was a lot, bro. I'm like, <laughs> damn, like... School was like middle school. Everything was a breeze to me. Then I just went there. I'm like shit. Like it was overwhelming. I was doing bad. You had any any favorite any favorite teachers you want to give a quick shout yeah, out to? Shout out, um, Mr. Moscow. That's my guy. You let you give a lot of homework. Yeah. Yeah, that's my guy. That's though. your guy. That's my guy. He like the one teacher I could say I learned like a lot of important stuff outside of school in terms yeah. of like you know money and stuff like investing and all of that. That's a good guy right there. What about Miss Lacey? Yeah, shout out Miss Lacey. Big shout out Miss Lacey. <laughs> shout out Miss Lacey, man. Yeah, she used to let me chill in her office. She didn't know I was cutting class, but <laughs> who's shout your, out Miss Lacey. Who's your advisor? My advisor was Mr. Miller, the oh. photography. <laughs> yeah, photography guy. Okay. I remember actually, you know, we, weirdly enough, so we're, so you're, you're about to turn 23. Speaking of, before I do that. I got you a little something because I know you're turning 23 in a couple weeks. Thank you, man. Um, it's for, for you to celebrate. Just pop it right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jordan year coming up. Jordan year. But we're, we're uh, I was going to say, we're only uh, three, two, two, you're 98? 98. So we're only two years apart. So mm -hmm. we actually, I, I remember, because I was thinking, you know, because people obviously talked about you when, when you started getting um, 
all the fame and recognition that you rightfully deserve. But uh, once I was walking out of the, the bathroom at Beacon, and I think, you, or I walking in, you were walking out, and it smelled a little loud. <laughs> Which. Yeah, I used, to have, I used to have a pack on me, man. I thought I was low. I wasn't low, though. You weren't low. I think it was actually at Pick a Bagel. You remember Pick a Bagel? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, no, nah, Pick a Bagel. We used to go in that bathroom and roll up. I used to roll up in the bathroom. I know, that, out, yeah. that's the bathroom I went into. Yeah, then I used to come out, go down the block, you know what I mean? But that was definitely the spot to roll up. Or shout out Pick a Bagel. So then, I mean, was there a time, your, your junior, senior year of Beacon, was that when you started to really take off? Senior year. But I, I don't even think I took off like while I was in Beacon. It was more like after that. It was more, it was more like when I started um, at BMCC. Like my first year, my first semester there, that's when it, it really started kicking off. And then, and then you just dropped. I mean, you didn't need to go to school at that point. Yeah, it was over. Yeah, <laughs> I'm <laughs> so, sure. Were you happy about that? I was. Yeah. I was excited as shit. <laughs> I was happy. So I mean, the reality is though is that you know I mean now you're only you're about to be 23. Uh, you were night. Well, if you're at BMCC, your freshman year, you're about 19. And I mean that's a lot of that's got to be a lot of uh, attention for a 19 year old. Where did you feel like you were ready for it? Did you feel like it was a lot no, to handle I, at once? In terms of the attention and stuff, like yeah, I was I was ready for it because like I don't know that that I wasn't really too focused on, but. Just in terms of like the other stuff, like you know, managing money and all of that, it's like you got you got to teach yourself that stuff if nobody ever taught you. So that I just had to learn all that stuff on my own, really. Was that? I mean, do you mind just talking like quickly, like what your first learning experience on how to to, to manage money? Because especially you at the time, you know, if you're if you're a big star or getting to be a big star, you're starting to see money you probably never saw in yeah, your life before. Exactly, and then you also you still young. One, you're young. Two, you never seen that type of money, so you thinking, you know, you think certain t amounts of money is a lot of money is not. But then also, but that that quickly shows you like, okay, yeah. what I used to think is a lot of money is not a lot. You know what I mean? So you learn how to, you just gotta learn how to manage your shit. Like, it's just because, we, like, I was never used to even having all that. So once it came, I just, you know, I had my little splurge phase. Everybody goes through it. But yeah, I'm older now. I'm good. What was the what was the first big splurge that? Probably when I went to get my get my chains at Aviani, where I spent some shit at one time. Probably, yeah. How much you spent? I think I dropped like on both of my pieces plus the other shit. I think I dropped like forty. Sheesh. Those like, pieces? Yeah, this one, these two, this this chain, like some rings and shit. I got. You, you ever scared to get? jumped nah you roll with security now Nah, i just like just, i just move i just take precautions yeah so like if anything happens i'll be all right now how, how old were you when you did barclays for the first time i think i was 20 fuck i think i was 20 or 21 you never felt like the moment was too big though nah it felt like it was the perfect moment it felt like it was like it felt like it was the perfect time like it was just a matter of time what was it like when, I mean, especially as a, as a Brooklyn, you know, someone who grew up in Brooklyn your whole life, to do Barclays Center? Felt crazy. Crazy. What's yeah. it like when you're looking at, I mean, you? so it was, it was title, right? That was mm -hmm. the first time that you did Barclays? That was title. And then um, the first, like, arena I did was MSG on Yams Day. <laughs> that shit was crazy, too. Like, But both times, it just felt crazy being in, a, in like, an arena like that, really seeing people, like, 
all the way up there looking like ants. Like it's, it's, it, that's the craziest place to perform, like an arena like that. The energy is crazy. Do you have any other dreams of, of other stadiums that um, are on your mind? Stadium. We need that Super Bowl performance, man. We need is that, that, is that what's Bowl. coming? It's coming one day, for sure. What would you think about the weekends? Yeah, it was creative. Yeah. It's different. Everybody's saying, uh, but you know, I'm gonna give him. I'm Come gonna on, give him J Lo and Shakira were way better. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna say that. I'm gonna just give him his props, man. I, I, I fuck with EXO. That's my guys. Sal and them, man. They did their thing. It was definitely different, though. I'm not. I, it was definitely different. <laughs> I wouldn't have did it, but he did his thing. Now, for you, take me a little bit through your your kind of your musical process, if you will. Like from the second that you know you create a song to the second you release it, how's it go? Because I know it's different for every every artist. Um, Laurent, my producer, or whatever producer I'm working with, pulls up a beat. They just start playing beats like in the studio. Once I once I like catch a beat that I'm feeling at the moment, I pull it up and then I just record like line by line until the song is done. I just record like off the top of my head, just I'll lay down one line, listen to it, all right, next line, until you go through the whole song and then you have a full song. And how's, I mean, you know, more of the lyrics, the inspiration to your lyrics come from where? Mostly growing up? Um, growing up, what I'm going through at the moment, what how I'm feeling in the studio that day, what I might be wearing that day, what or like anything. It really could be anything. Like who's next to me, feel me? Like it don't matter. You could, I, I grab like inspiration from everything, but mo- mostly what I'm feeling like in the moment, or what I like something that just happens or some shit. And for you, I mean. Do you feel like there are other different topics you want to cover in your music down the line? Yeah. I mean, are, where, like, what kind of ranges do you want to hit? As I get older and like my fan base grows and becomes more strong, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on some more like putting putting people onto game type shit. Like I'm gonna switch it up and like I don't know, like it's hard to explain, but I wanna I wanna like find a way to in the music like. Put put youngins on that might not know how to, you know, flip flip some money or something like. Just say little things that they can actually do, like, feel me, like, cause people right now are going crazy on like the Robin Hood app and all this. But no one in their songs say like, <laughs> I invested blah blah in, in Robin Hood and made whatever. Yeah. Like, but you can do that and it would sound hard, like shit like that. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. What's it? What's it been like to to have that fan base that you're speaking of grow and grow really quick? I mean, your rise has honestly been uh, pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, we just had a whole year of pandemic, so scratch that. But like, right. you know, in like two to three years, you've really become this uh, big, especially in New York and really in the country. And you have a lot of fans worldwide. This big sensation. What's that been like to to have that fan base grow and have people in Germany or the UK it's know who you are? It's a blessing because that's just all I wanted. Like when I started making music, that's all I wanted. And I used to always say, like, once people hear the music, it's gonna be like it's gonna be lit. Feel me? Like it's gonna be good. And people started to hear it, and that's what happened. Like, so I just I just like always appreciative of the fans and grateful for the fans because for me, I feel like my fan base too is like a real. They're not like those here today, going tomorrow fans. Mm-hmm. Like they really like feel me. They really fuck with me. Like. Five years from now, my fans will still be my fans type shit. How do you keep that longevity um, because because you are so young and because you've had so much success when you're young? How do you keep that or how do you hope to keep that longevity for, you know, hopefully the next, fuck, 20, 30, 40 years? 
I just think like, I don't know, just just growing and letting the fans grow with me so they could see all the different stages and every, you know, all the different like levels and things that I'm going through from starting at 19 to getting older in the shit. Like, I just, you know, I'm always just show them something new. Has there been any, any one moment with a fan that really stood out to you that um, has changed you in, in any way? A couple. Like, like when, mostly what, when fans tell me, like, they, that my music does something for them, like, like, oh, like, your music really, every time I'm feeling, like, in a slump or something, your music, or, like, your music make, makes me want to go get a bag. Well, like, when I hear that type of stuff, that's what, that's what, like, sticks with me the most. Because I hear, like, a, a bunch of stories that stuck with, that, that, like, touched me from the fans. But when they say stuff like that, like, bro, I was, I was going through some shit and your, your mixtape got, like, shit like that. I'm like, that's what I do it for. Because it's like, feel me? You could, you could really affect someone and you're not even there. They're just listening to your shit. Like, that's crazy to me. Do you feel like your inner circle has, has pretty much remained the same as you've kind of gone through this, in a lot of ways, meteoric rise? Yeah. Everybody around me is like the same people that was always around me. Like the talk money, the talk money shit that I, my label, the same people that started that with me is around me every day still. Like I would say the only people that came on board is just, you know, people that's adding stuff to, like, you know, people that's working, producers and stuff like that, photographers and stuff. But the core of my team has stayed the same. How do you gauge the people that, you know, because especially I imagine the rap industry, I'm not in it, but I could imagine it's like that for that industry and others. Uh, they're also the clout chasers that try mm -hmm. to, you know, latch on and see someone successful like yourself. Um, you know, how do you gauge, you know, who's a real one and who's not? Honestly, I'm just like, I'm, I'm mad skeptical of everybody. Like, like too skeptical, kind of. Like, my friends be telling me, like, oh, chill, bro, he's good. Like, he, <laughs> like, for me, they gotta, like, tell me, like, nah, bro, he's good. Like, I'm, I'm just mad skeptical of everybody. Like, cause I, especially cause I have the same friends I always had. I still hang out with the same people and stuff. Like, I don't really like outsiders, like, coming around and stuff. Even, like, when, I don't, I don't care who it is, like, he bringing weed or something, but he just wanna chill around in the studio. Like, I don't like, people just coming around like that. Like you gotta be like working and doing something. Is there, was there a moment that, that maybe made you more skeptical or was it the more famous you got, the more skeptical you got? The more, the more I was going up, the more skeptical I got. Cause you just see, you just start seeing people do weird stuff and just weird shit. Like, like what, what, what like, give me an example. I don't know, like just weird. Like people just, like people will use people, people will use your friends to get close to you. And you know it, but you know what I mean? Like right. people around you might not see it. Like they'll start getting weird, real buddy buddy with him because they know they trying to get close right. to, you know what I mean? But he might not see it like that. He might just see it like, like this person is cool. Right. Shit like that. But people just do a lot of weird stuff. You feel me? Like girls do weird yeah. shit. <laughs> What's the weirdest Sneak with the girl? recording and stuff. I, really? I, I can't deal with all that. That's why I just be skeptical of everybody. I just be watching everybody close. Like. But how does that make you feel that you have to now, you know, have your guard up or like meeting new people? I'm sh I'm sure is meeting new girls, yeah. meeting new just friends in general must be harder than it used to be. No. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be whack, but I always tell myself like this is just what comes with. You feel me? It's what comes with what you want with what you wanted. Like. Yeah. You wanted you wanted the career. This is what comes with it. Do you feel like I mean you know some 
some people that I have on, successful people, they never feel like they made it. Do you feel like you've made it yet? Or are you still, no. you still feel like that young kid or you feel like you've hit a level? I, I feel like I'm at a level for yeah. sure. What's the level? I feel like I'm at a level where it's like I'm solidified in my city as one of the young, you know, like one of the young artists that had a wave. Like, yeah. like even the young other young artists that come up, they already know, like once I reach out to them or we meet each other, they already know who I am and like, every time they already know that just shows me like you feel me like we got to be solidified in the city every artist coming up when, once we speak they already in tune with me and f like fuck with what I got going on so shit like that just shows me like you at a level where everybody doing their thing knows in the city like knows knows what you got going on but I'm just trying to go a bunch more levels up for me but I know I'm at a, a good level right do you ever miss not being famous? Yeah. Really? Like, do, like, what, like, what are the times that you miss not miss being famous or like, miss not being famous? Like, my friends could still go to certain places that I can't go. Like where? Like, if the, if it's a, it could be a party or something. Like, yeah. like, oh, this girl's throwing her birthday party. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just pull up to like shit that I used to pull up to anymore. But like, just certain things because I just know it's not gonna be the right, like the right vibe, the right surrounding. Like, would you say you're still as, as happy as you used to be? I mean, are you happy with where you're at, yeah. um, both professionally and on, I guess, on a personal level as well? Mm -hmm. I've been mad happy. I just, I've been, I've been mad happy. Only thing about it is you get used to like, you get used to, you know, like how life is, like how life changed for you. So you just gotta remind yourself sometimes like what you, what you came from to where you at now. That's what keeps you like happy and excited about this shit. Cause people forget like, People get to a certain level and forget that they came from this level and they went up there. You know what I mean? Once you forget that, then it's like shit becomes boring to you and you're not excited about it anymore. But like, you gotta always remember that you gotta keep that same hunger and excitement you had about it before you you got it. You know what I mean? And I think one of the things that that I honestly admire about you and and where you're from um, in your music is talking about. Uh, I mean, you talk a lot about your mom um, mm -hmm. and want to take care of her. We just talk real quick. I mean, what it's been like. I mean, I imagine for her, it's incredible to see her son um, mm -hmm. find the success. But also, you know, maybe the conversations that you and your mom have had over the years as you've gotten more successful um, in in your career. Over the years, she just like, well, before all of this started, she she was like always supportive of it, but you know, she was like being on her on her mom thing, like <laughs> you can't. Can't just put all your all your eggs in one basket and all that type of stuff. Like you can't just count on this music stuff. Blah, blah. But you know, it, once it, it ended up working out, but she always was supportive and always believed in it. Like, and then, but once it once once it happened, she just she just mad proud. She just really proud. For me. Did she did she come to some of your concerts? Yeah, my like my first sold out show in New York. Urban Plaza. When I first did Urban Plaza, we did it like two nights, two shows in one night. Both of them sold out in Urban Plaza. She was there for that. That's when it really. That's when she really seen like, oh shit. Like, you know what I mean, and what was the first thing that you you know when you had a little bit of money that you maybe bought your mom or you splurged um, on the crib, her? her crib. Wow. Yeah. That must have been a good feeling. I mean, what was that feeling like when you get to buy uh, your mama? It was crazy. She was lit. It's still still in Brooklyn. Yeah, she 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 loves Brooklyn, bro. She don't want to go nowhere. But I'm like, after this, I'm like, next spot is out of Brooklyn. Like, you can't stay here. 
Now, do you ever think about, do you set goals for yourself? Do you think like, all right, in five years, I want to be at X or in 10 years, I want to be at Y? Yeah, facts. Where, where, where are some of those goals that five, let's say five years down the line, where do you hope to be? 10 years down the line, where do you hope to be? Five years from now, like, I'm trying to be doing, like, I'm trying to be having like a brand stuff stuff that's popping outside of my music personally stuff that is going to be lit that people might not even know is associated with me but just stuff that I started up like for me I got like a lot of stuff in the works right now that's going to start rolling out in the next in the next year can you preview some of that or no yeah just like a lot of fashion clothing things and um even sports things really yeah yeah um but we just got a lot of, of stuff in the works. I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to create a game. I'm trying to create. Um, I'm trying to start a, a basketball team for the for the youth. A bunch of stuff that I'm trying to do. But that's like, it's, it's really a bunch of stuff that is like aside from the music that I see like that I'll be thinking about for like five years from now and stuff. What is it also? I mean, uh, I'd seen one interview where you talked about, I think it was like a back to school drive or something mm -hmm. in that realm of, of helping kids from uh, that Clinton Hill Fort Green neighborhood that you're from. What's it like for you to now be in a position, even at fucking 22 or 23, to be helping out kids? And, you know, because you were once that kid who was, you know, young and wanted to be something. What's it like for you to now be able to, to provide some of that for some of those young that's, kids? That's, that's like the only thing I really care about. Cause that's that's what I really wanted to do with all of this attention and stuff that I'm getting. All I really wanted to do is inspire others, young kids and stuff like that. Cause when you when when I was young, I remember every time I seen someone famous or something, it was always like like a I'll just see them randomly. I never like when I was a kid, I never like met anybody famous and like spoke to them or anything or like, mm. got to take a picture. Like, but I just remember the few times like I seen. I was mad young one time. I seen Michael Strahan just walking in the city, the football player from the Giants. I seen him, but just like seeing somebody that's famous when you're a kid is like mad inspirational and motivational. Like, so any chance I get to to like have a little conversation with a kid or take the picture or a little video for them or something, or like even my friends will be like, yo, it's my cousin's birthday. Like make a video for her, like whatever. I'll make the video like happy, you know I mean? Happy 13th birthday, whatever. Cause the kids is really like, the ones that's out here gonna be excited about it and talking like, yo, feel me? I just I just spoke to to Chris or whatever. Like those are the people the, the kids that are the ones that's gonna really be pushing it and excited about it if you're showing them love. So that's what is most important to me, like inspiring the kids and, and showing them love when they show me love. You know what I mean? I love it. Do you ever think about I mean obviously you're very young, but I'm always uh interested when I have a guest on to to know if they're ever thinking about their legacy or mm -hmm. if they're thinking about you know, Jay Critch is the musician, but also Jay Critch is as the person. How do you hope, you know, people remember you, obviously, hopefully many more years yeah, of healthy life, I'm but... Coming, I'm coming legendary, bro. Like, we need we need streets named after us, all type of shit. Like, by the time I'm done, I need, I need like, memorial things in Brooklyn, like, that. Statues. Where do you want your statues? Annual events and shit. In front annual, of Barclays? Yeah, right there. Right there. Right there in front of Barclays. Gotta be. And it gotta be me like this. Hood <laughs> what do you want the what do you want the plaque to say? Hood favorite. Jay Critch, hood favorite. Beautiful. Hey, everybody can follow you on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Jay Critch. Jay Critch. And go sign up. Go sign up. What what else could people know if they wanna they um, listen to you on Spotify? Anything man, else you're trying Critch to plug? Everywhere. Just just Google it. Jay Critch. <laughs> just, just Google get it. Get in tune. 
YouTube, whatever, whatever you, if you listen on PlayStation, go Google it on there, wherever you listen to your music at, you know what I mean? Jay Critch is everywhere. Beautiful. Hey, it was a it was a pleasure to uh, oh meet you to have you on. Yo, thank you for the bottle. Hey, bro. you better. I'm about, to, I'm about to go turn up with hey, this you right now. <laughs> in two weeks, yeah. Yes, sir. Jordan year. Yes, hey, sir. Jordan year, we're coming in hot. Jordan year, 23. Yes. There we go. Beautiful. Jay Critch, everybody. Hey.